Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. It's time to talk tight ends. I'm sure a lot of you are tired of me talking about this tight end class, the rookies, but you're going to get a lot more of it. And here's my thoughts quickly on the Steeler tight end situation. So, as you probably know, Zach Gentry is really the only piece on offense that's up for free agency. Frankly, I don't care if he comes back or not. He's fine. Uh, Of the guys that played prominent snaps, I thought he was the worst football player on offense that were out there regularly, consistent role. Doesn't mean he stinks. I think he's a little bit of an overrated blocker. He's come a long way since the Steelers drafted him. I'm not even against bringing him back. Um, but I think he offers so little after the catch, so little as a receiver. Again, he's not terrible, but I mean, he catches the ball, falls down, whatever. Um, he's, he's an NFL player. I I feel like I'm killing the guy. I'm not, I'm just thinking about if you can upgrade there. So Claypool departs, they play a lot more 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. Gentry's your inline guy. Fryer moves more of the move tight end. I think that fits Fryer Muth better. I mean, I think he can line up in line. And if you're going to play 11 with one back, one tight end, three receivers, Fryer Muth, that day, that guy all day long, or he can detach. He can do a lot of things. But I think he's obviously more receiver than blocker, Fryer Muth. And I, I think he's developing as a blocker. Of course, Gentry's much more blocker than receiver. But that makes you predictable. I mean, what I would like to see is some of Gentry's snaps being replaced by a six offensive lineman. I mean, why screw around? I mean, if you're going to tell the world you're going to be big and heavy, throw the second round pick out there as your sixth offensive lineman instead of Gentry, and, and you'll be have a better blocker. I think Gentry's a little bit of an overrated blocker. So other issues. Big picture in this offense, they don't attack the middle of the field nearly, nearly enough. Now that's a Matt Canada problem more than a personnel problem. But if you were to add a draftable tight end, and again, this is a great tight end class. Paint the barn red when you have red paint. You have tight end colored paint right now. That would help. I mean, another middle of the field presence can't hurt. Fine. Um, also, I've harped on this many times. One, The two areas where Pickett's numbers are the worst are between 10 and 20 yards downfield and the red zone. Well, why don't you get a great tight end? I mean, that's where they live. That's where they do their work. If that's where Kenny's struggling the most, get him the crutch he needs, the help he needs. And I think naturally in his second year, he'll get better in those areas. But give me a big body that causes mismatches along with Fryermuth. Now, is it required? No. I mean, I, I mentioned yesterday, Jackson Smith and the Jigba a little bit. Awesome slot prospect. That would do some of the work as well. Like I want one more receiver, either a big slot a uh, quality slot, or more likely a big athletic tight end because this class has more of the tight ends. So you need one more pass catcher, in my opinion, one more skill guy. And I think tight end makes more sense than receiver. But if you were to bring back Gentry, draft a, a slot guy, 
I understand it. But you still have Austin. You still have Miller. I like that group better than Gentry for sure. Now, Hayward's in the mix, of course. I kind of am not counting him on purpose, and I really like Hayward. But I just think, let's just plan like he doesn't exist, and then everything he adds is gravy, which might be a lot. Because I'm greedy with pass catchers, and I'm really greedy with pass catchers for young quarterbacks. Because if you leave those guys out to dry, go look at Justin Fields last year. I mean, give that guy somebody to throw to. And that's what they tried to do with Claypool, which they overpaid, but good for the Steelers. So I think one more guy would go a long way for Kenny. And that's also, include. I mean, Austin, Miller, Hayward, all those guys I expect to have enhanced roles. But... People can get hurt, too. What if Deontay gets hurt? Pickens get hurt. Fryermuth has an injury history. So one more pass catcher to me is really important. And a tight end could be that guy because this class is really, really good at tight end. So I'm going to take a quick break. And then I'm just going to buzz through the tight ends in this class. Uh, it's kind of with a combine feel to them, how they would fit in with the Steelers. And it's my favorite position group of this, of this draft class. So I'll be back in a moment. All right, Dalton Kincaid from Utah is didn't work out. So he's not on this list I'm looking at. The list I'm looking at is I just pulled up tight ends in this class, sorted by uh, their 40 times, just for whatever. There's good enough reason to do it as any. But Kincaid is not on that list. Kincaid, to me, is a receiver first. He would be more of a big slot, which then means Fryermuth is in line. So that's not really the style I'm after, but he's an excellent receiver, big catching radius. He's just 245-ish. I mean, he's just not a, a, a he's not a blocker. I mean, he will do that, but it's not his specialty. You draft him to detach him, move him around, throw him the football in a Kelsey-like manner. Of course, he's not Kelsey, folks. But Kincaid's a borderline first-round pick. So he had to be he has to be brought up. Miami's Will Mallory ran the best 40 at 4-5-4, which is flying for a tight end, but he's small. So he's not for me. I mean, he would be closer to Claypool as a big slot than even to Fryermuth. I'm not looking for the smaller tight ends, but if they were to add one, I mean, again, that's just one more weapon. Um, you know, it's a, a, a big slot is how you have to look at some of these guys. Now, Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion is extremely Im- impressive to me from a physical standpoint, from a what he could become, athleticism. He's 6'7", 255, and 40-inch broad, 10, 8, or 10'8 broad, 40-inch vertical, 45540. And from what I understand with Kuntz is Penn State – went to Kyle Pitts, Pat Fryermuth, and Kuntz and said, we have two scholarships for tight ends. The first two to say yes gets them. And Fryermuth and Kuntz both said yes. And then they asked Pitts to be a defensive end. And he said no, and he went to Florida. And Kuntz couldn't beat out Fryermuth, so transferred to Old Dominion. But he had the best, number one, the best workout in combine history for a tight end. And you might get this guy in the fourth or fifth round, especially with such a deep class. 
Now you're talking. I mean, this is a six seven guy like Gentry, but runs and jumps and is athletic and can really turn into something. That's the allure to me. Sam Laporta from Iowa was next. He ran a four five nine. Very, very good all-around player. But he's 6'3 and he's 245. You know, so I could see them drafting a guy like that. Again, he'd be a big slot, which makes Fryermuth more in line. Or just look at it like he's kind of a Claypool replacement. He's just a, uh add another pass catcher. And Laporta would be quite good. I think most years a guy like Laporta goes second, third round turn. And this year he probably goes late third because this tight end class is that good. I mean, I think you can make the argument that he's the fifth or sixth best tight end overall in this class. Now, here's where I'm going to tease you a little bit. My number one tight end in this class is Luke Musgrave. And I know that's not the common perception. Oregon State. He is 6'6". He's 253. He runs like the wind. I mean, he ran a 4'6'1", but watching him at the Senior Bowl, watching his tape, he looks like Kelsey or Kittle just running through secondaries. And a little bit of a work in progress as a blocker. I think he's kind of Fryermuth plus, you know, and that in itself to me has a lot of attractive qualities. I fear when it's all said and done, you might have to use 17 to get him. And I don't know that I'm in that market. I can't use 17, I think, on a tight end. But 32, you know, maybe I, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder and somebody likes Mayer better or whomever or Kincaid and Musgrave sitting there at 32. I just think he's a mismatch all day long in a developing blocker. That's pretty alluring and kind of exactly what I'm looking for. I love the guy. Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. I think he's gentry plus, you know what I mean? Like he's a much more well-rounded do-it-all guy, 6'5", 251. Looking at him, I think you can put a little more weight on him. Ran a 4'6'3", very athletic, good jumps. Uh, the, he's the type of dude that just sticks in the league, you know. Eighth, ninth, tight end off the board. Most years, he'd be the fourth or fifth. Add him at a discount, and he'll play for you. You know, I, I think Schoonmaker all day long is a really attractive dude. Now, the most alluring and most enticing maybe polarizing tight end in this draft is Darnell Washington, who's my number two. And for the Steelers, I mean, he's 6'7", 264. He's a monster. And reportedly, he played at well over 280. But he is chiseled, no fat on his body, an obscene 10-yard split. Not only did he run a 4.64 at that size, but a great 10-yard split, a phenomenal shuttle. Tall guys don't run shuttles well. Tall tight ends don't run shuttles well. His was exceptional. Burst. He can split the seam. He's a developing blocker, but he's already really good at it and does battle with like defensive ends because he's so big. I would strongly consider him at 32. I don't know if he'll be there, but I would strongly consider him at 32. Washington, to me, is a really enticing prospect that just, I hate, you know, I hate comparisons to all-time greats, but he bullies people like Gronkowski does. Like, he's so big that he's just hard to cover. And I think he's going to catch a ton of touchdowns at the next level. He can run down the middle and create big plays. You know, it's another thing about tight ends is the Steelers' explosive play thing is my theme of the offseason. 
Now, these guys aren't, uh, tight ends aren't going to get you an 80-yarder, but they can get you 15, 20-yarders, and that's been a problem here too. Washington's perfect for that. Now, people will look at his production and be like, he's hardly caught any balls. Well, R.J. Bowers is the Georgia top tight end. He is like a transcendent, going to be really, really high pick. So Washington's kind of had to play a backseat to him, a complimentary role, blocker. It's fine. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't matter to me one bit. Um, Tucker Craft to me is my third, my fifth tight end. He's another big bodied guy, South Dakota State. He might take a little time to get used to the NFL, but he's 6'5, 254. Ran really well. All his tests are good. His production's good. Bench press, good. He's a big physical guy that, again, I think plays his style of play would be very useful to any team. But he would be a massive upgrade athletically to Gentry. Wouldn't be that far of a decrease, you know, in terms of blocking before long, in my opinion. Um, Josh Wiley from Cincinnati also ran a uh, 4.69. Very good time. He's six six and a half as well, just under 250 pounds. He's another one that I think is going to last in the league a long time. You know, and I would much rather have him than... Uh, Gentry, you know, so similar type guys that are cheaper, younger, much higher upside. Um, the name we have not brought up, and I'm not down on him at all, is Michael Mayer. And first of all, if you draft this guy, how do you not get a Michael Myers mask and, you know, somehow have some, some kind of thing going on with that? He was my third tight end, which is rough on him because he easily could be one. And you'll see him in all the mocks often as the first tight end off the board, very established. Now, he's not quite as athletic as some of these other dudes, but he's not a great separator. He's not as sharp out of his breaks or as sudden as an athlete, or his speed is just fine. It's not tremendous. You know, he he ran a 4.7 flat. Look a little better if he ran a 4.69. Who cares? He's fast enough, but he's good at football. And... He is nasty. He loves to block. He loves to put people on their back. He loves to dictate the flow of the game. He affects those around him. He sets the tone. He will be loved by every coach in the world. The Steelers would adore him. I've mocked him to the nail biting or the knee biting lions a couple times as kind of a Hawkinson replacement. So there's other names I didn't even bring up here, but rarely. Can you go three, four deep in a draft class of tight ends that I would look at and say, boy, that's a lot better than Gentry, or boy, that helps my offense. This year they do. So paint the barn red. That's all I'm saying. I mean, there's these this all these tight ends out there, I want to get one, you know, especially at a round discount than where they usually would go. Again, a lot of these are third round players that'll probably be in the fourth because eight tight ends have been drafted already. And only 15 teams are in the market for them. And half of those teams have much bigger needs in tight ends anyway. Or, you know, and drafting tackles and corners and quarterbacks or whatever. So that's my take on the tight end position as it relates to the combine. Uh, drop me a line wherever. I am at Williamson NFL. Thanks. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.